Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cark McCross Credit Union, where dreaming of warmer climates becomes a reality with a Cark McCross Credit Union holiday loan. O'Neill Street, Cark McCross or CarkMcCrossCU.ie. Now, my next guest came to our attention when he decided to run the gruelling Dublin City Marathon while pushing his daughter, Alana, in her wheelchair. Alana was born with spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy and she suffered quite a lot of health difficulties in her short life. She sadly passed away in 2017, but instead of allowing the grief to swallow him up, super dad Keith Russell decided to keep running, keep raising much needed money for the Meadows Respite Care Home in Navin, a service that helped his family and he wanted to give back to other families. Keith and his family have decided to help keep Alana's memory alive and they hold memorial runs and different charity events in her honour. Keith Russell is with me now and I can think of no better man to give us much needed Monday motivation today. You're so welcome to 11 to 1. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks very much. Thank you. Not at all. Now, running, I think it all kind of really starts with running, doesn't it, for you? Uh, it's a massive part of your life. When did the running start? Was it in adulthood or was it something that you did in childhood? Or No, um, I definitely wasn't running when I was younger. Um, I would have played a lot of football and stuff like that. But I think running came about when, um, say, Lana wouldn't sleep at night. So we used to just be out walking with her all hours of the night. Um and then we just progressed on to doing park runs in Navin and then progressed on to going to, to run the marathon. <laughs> yeah, and to take on like massive challenges, which you do, which we will get to in, you know, in a minute or two. But um, you and Alana became, I suppose, famous, definitely nationally anyway, because you ran the marathon together, Alana in her wheelchair, obviously, and you pushing her. What inspired you to take on this? Because it got, had gone from just, as you say, she couldn't sleep. So you used to do this as a means to get her to sleep and stuff and to bond with her. But when do you go, oh, I know, we'll do the marathon? Um, well, I'll start off. I think she was the famous one. <laughs> I was just the one that was just there. Um, like I met someone um, out of the football match and they were saying just talk, chatting about running and stuff like that and she'd asked me like oh do you do a run I said yeah well I ran a marathon pushing my door and she just immediately said you're Alana's dad and to me she didn't know my name but she knew Alana and that's for me that's what it was all about um, yeah I think like we've done a lot of fundraising for our house to renovate our home um, and uh, the I suppose that all the support that we got, we just wanted to give back to, to something else. So um, Alana attended the respite care home in Navin um, and they want, they needed a bus. So we said, like, we'll, we'll try our best. We'll see what we can do. Now, they sort of laughed at us at the time and thought we were mad. Like, but um, I think with the determination that we had, the team around us that we had, I didn't think it was it was going to be an issue. Like, um, But to, to run the marathon, like, 
was a percentage of people running marathon. Now it's getting more now, but the to run a marathon pushing a chair is is very very minimal percent. Like you know what I mean. Um, but it's absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. I'd you say know. you just felt unreal when you crossed that line, did you? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Hard work yeah. and everything coming together. And the fact that the two of you were, were doing it together. Yeah. Now, you know, you you probably owe a lot to running because not only was it good for your fitness and your mental health, being, you know, well-being yourself. I mean, like, you, you know, God, I can't even imagine what it's like to bring up a child with, you know, the, the difficulties that Alana had. But it, you also owe running to the bond that you developed with Alana, really, don't you? Absolutely. Um, like, we said, like, you play football, you join a football club, you run, you join a running club. I, I was lucky enough, I joined Navin Athletic Club, and the support there alone that we get is, even still now, it's amazing, but even with the running community is is unbelievable. Um, and, like, a child with special needs, I suppose, when once you start going out on social media and stuff like that, you're putting yourself, you're putting your child out there, Um like anyone says anything bad at me, it's fine. But anyone says anything bad about my kids, is a different story, you know. But when you look at kids with special needs, um, you don't know how people are going to react to it, how they're going to be taken in. Um, but again, the running community and further field has been absolutely unbelievable. And the reaction to Alana, and you could not pass Alana without looking at her or smiling or talking to her. She had that smile. She had the big eyes, do you know, she was mm. just, she was, she was unbelievable. Mm. So take me back then to when she was born. She was a twin, wasn't she? She was. Uh, her twin sister, Isabel, uh, was still born. Um, so Lana was then in ICU um, in, ta- in uh, Hollis Street Hospital. So after that, she was, she was in there for a few weeks and then she was moved back to Drogheda Hospital. Um, but we didn't find out about Lana's condition until we went to bring her home um, from Drogheda Hospital. So it was really just that she cysts on her brain and it was she needed just to MRI just to confirm it. So not only do you lose one little one, but you have this enormous thing that's going to face you, that she's going to have all these different difficulties. How yeah. do you take that news on board? How do you absorb that? Um, at the time, I don't think it did um, because you're still, I suppose, you're still, you're still in mourning, you still have grief. Um, all we wanted to do was bring Alana home and that was it um, we, were, we were about a month waiting to bring her home um, we were even asked at the time do we still want to bring her home and it was never a question you know of uh, in our minds anyway um, we just wanted to bring her home and look after ourselves and when you're hit with that news I suppose you always hope for the best um, we are told that there's so many different levels of cerebral palsy. You can go from a stutter to a to a limp to, to what Alana had. Like Alana was level five uh, spastic quadriplegic, um, so she didn't have use of her arms, she didn't have use of her legs. She couldn't talk, she couldn't walk, um, she couldn't eat. She was peg fed, um, but she could smile, she could shout, she could laugh. But she was very very intelligent. She could understand what you were saying to her. She could understand who was who, and she knew what she knew what to get, what she wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she kept you. She kept you on your toes. Yes. Now you know, like most parents, when they lose a child, would understandably fall into this just pit of despair, of grief. But you and your wife Ruth didn't, to an extent. I mean, I know you obviously grieved for her when yeah. she passed away in 2017, but you decided to use that and kind of give back to others. I mean, how do you even get into that mindset? Um. I suppose you look at we've three other kids as well. Um, you can't fall apart for their for for their sakes and and let alone our own. Um, I suppose 
I started listening to a lot of audiobooks and a lot of podcasts and stuff like this. And, and one that I have listened to, um, basically it says when when you die and you go up and you meet your maker and you, you go and this is what the life that was set out for you, you were to, this, something like this was meant to make you crumble, meant to make you sit in a, in a dark place and not come out. But this is the life that you chose. You went this way. You, you made something of yourself. You helped other people. Do you know what I mean? And this sort of stuck in my head and this is what sort of plays around in my head that I don't want to be that person that goes up there and and that's the life that was set out for you. That, that was it. Mm. But you want to just turn it around, flip it over and be the person that helps other people and push yourself to a limit. Well, I know what they'll say about you. Absolutely. They're <laughs> going to say push, pushes himself, keeps going, inspires others, motivates others. Do you know what I mean? Caring dad, super dad, as I called I'm you in my introduction. That. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> but, you know, running is something that you continue to do. And I imagine it would help an awful lot as well in terms of, you know, battling demons and that kind of thing. And you do take on some incredible endurance uh, challenges, all with the aim of raising money through Team Alana, the charity that you set up in her honour. You did Dublin to Belfast. Was yeah. that a non-stop thing? Yeah, it was an organised race. Um, there were 60 people took part in it, so that was the end of March. Um, yeah, it was non-stop. Well, you could stop as much as you wanted, but I think overall I stopped for about an hour. Um, done in 18 hours and 20 minutes and finished third place. Third place. Oh, yeah. my God. And not only that, you raised €8,000 as well, which is just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, now, you have a 24-hour run coming up. Tell us about this. This is energy of 24. This was just an impulse. <laughs> I was sitting outside the shop one day just looking at my phone and I see an energy of 24 and it was the very, it's going to be the last one of it. Um, this is coming up the end of June. Um, so I just signed up for it. So it's, it's one mile loops in Victoria Park in Belfast for 24 hours. Okay, and people can sponsor you as well for that, can yeah, they? Yeah, I have a Facebook page, Team Alana. Um, I have my own Facebook page or I'm on Instagram as well. So I put a lot, I put all my running stuff up, up on them. And you've done another one where you've signed yourself up and you need a bit of sponsorship for it. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is, um, I'm all into, say, don't put limitations on yourself. So just keep basically pushing as far as you can go, not to the point of killing myself, obviously. And this is the chat I had with my parents over the weekend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I signed up for Martin Sabla 2020. So this is in April next year. Um, now, my problem is that it's five grand to enter it. Now, I've paid the initial 500, euro, 500 sterling, but I'm looking to get a sponsor for it to help me out with funding it, basically. Um, but this is a 250-kilometre run across Sahara Desert, so it's uh, 34 kilometres a day for three days. I think the fourth day is 82 or 83 kilometres, and then the fifth day is a full marathon. And then the sixth day is just like a fun run, it's like seven point five kilometers. <laughs> if, if you, yeah, <laughs> you get that far, <laughs> but, um, yeah, do you know what? Uh, no better man to take it on. And if there's anyone listening out there that wants to sponsor this man, please get in touch with us. Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. Now you've overcome many challenges. You know, there's too many to, to to name just now. But what have you learned about yourself from all of this? Just as I said there, you don't put limitations on yourself. You can, whatever you set your mind to, you can do it. Um, people say to me, how did you how did you run a marathon? How did you run Dublin to Belfast? Anybody can do it. Obviously not tomorrow, but you put in the training, you put in the effort. Anybody can do it. I like, when I was growing up playing football, I had no, I wouldn't train. I'd, I'd rather go drinking and mm. smoking rather than training. Now it's completely reversed. I get up to go train at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, Saturday, Sunday mornings, go training at night. Um, 
training for Dublin to Belfast. I'd done 122 kilometres in 24 hours as training, and that was all on my own, running out to Dunchockland uh, Road at two in the morning. Mm. People looking at me thought it was crazy. Met people I know, and they're like, Coming they, from the they can't believe that. <laughs> they text me the next day going, did I really see you running at two o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you were to go back in time and tell childhood Keith something, knowing what you've gone through and knowing everything that your life has led to at this stage, what would you tell childhood Keith? Um, I'd say you're going to have some extremely highs and you're going to have the lowest point that you'll ever, you'll ever have. Um, I think we've, we've seen something, like me and Ruth have seen something that no parent should ever see. Um, but not to give up. Mm. Um, as you say, like it's very, very easy to turn around and, and give all the excuses that my child died. I have a reason to sit in the corner and not talk to anybody or sit in a dark place. But it's not me. It's not us. So I think never give up. I always said to Alana when we were running that, uh, I'd always get to the finish line. I'd never give up on her. So I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to change that for you now. I'm not going to give up on her now. And I know she's not going to give up on me either. So I think, yeah, I think... Never give up. That, that's, a, that's a really, really good way of looking at it. Now, you know, you've got an abundance of motivation. You've just shown us so many examples there now. But um, can you share your morning routine? Because I, I, my opinion is that people like yourself that are sort of motivational, living their best life, uh, inspiring others, they have a very specific morning routine. What is your morning routine? <laughs> well, it could vary. <laughs> um, no, I like as I said, I get up early. I get up at five o'clock in the morning. Now I don't be in work really till I don't leave the house till half six. But I think, um, I think now um, when Lana died, I fa- I found Lana that morning when when she died, and Ruth had to try and resuscitate her that morning. And I think every morning I have to walk. We have to walk by that by Lana's room. That's tough. So I think the the main thing in the morning is to get up get organised, get something to eat, pretty much set yourself up for the day because I think if you start the day off on the wrong foot, it just can go downhill Mm. from there, you know, and it's very easy to get dragged into that and um, I suppose do the things that that you don't want to do Um, and I think getting up early in the morning, setting yourself up, getting something to eat, getting organised and then getting out the door to face the day, I suppose. Well, Keith, thank you so, so much for joining us in studio, for giving us so much Monday motivation and beyond. I wish you all the very, very best in the challenges ahead. And I know it was difficult talking to me today about Alana and I really, really appreciate you opening up. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Thanks very much. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmacross Credit Union, where dreaming of warmer climates becomes a reality with a Cartmacross Credit Union holiday loan. O'Neill Street, Cartmacross or cartmacrosscu.ie. 